When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The light switch when you're moving your body. Everyone, and welcome to the third and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Hi! <laughs> Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard Simmons. Katie Kirk, are you here? Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Katie. I love you, Katie. Jason, my Jason. I love Jason. I love you more, Katie. Always and forever. Always and forever. Uh, we have an hour, basically, of uh, big, fat, bulging movie reviews. Oh, bulging. Uh, bulging. We have, Whoa. and they're, we have, they're both from a young lady named Dawn McClain. Uh, now, we have a, uh, a forced one coming up at 830. Yeah. Forced, like she didn't want to do this one, mm-hmm. um, but we're gonna start with one that she did on her own free will. Yeah, how was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. I've seen a lot of movies this week. I went to see you The Northman uh, in the theater on Tuesday, and last night I went to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Look at you supporting local theaters. Oh, my gosh. So um, we've all seen the trailer, and we're really excited about it, right? Yes. Very. But I just don't know if people remember that it came out this weekend, so I want to remind you that it is out in theaters. Yes. And it is phenomenal. Really? It is so funny. It's so funny. I, the person that wrote this script is so creative. Um, he is the writer for the show Ghosts. Ghosts. Go, no, Ghosted, Ghosted, oh. which didn't last forever. Um, it was like three seasons. wasn't too great like of a show. Chance Romance. No, it was oh, okay. about. Um, it had um, a hot tub what? time machine. African American guy. What's his name? He's a comedian. Oh, oh okay. and and the dude from the office. Anyway, okay. The guy hasn't. He doesn't have a lot of credits to his name. Okay. But this guy is going to be big because this movie is hysterical. Nicholas Cage basically is playing himself. He has said in interviews that he took the role because it scared him. He didn't know because he had to humble himself and really realize that the world thinks he's a crappy actor now. And that's what the movie starts out with. And he acknowledges it like he kind of acknowledges it, but um, he's given an opportunity um, Somebody wants to invite him. He's down on his luck money-wise, okay? okay. And so um, he's invited to do this go to Mallorca, Spain, just at this rich person's uh, villa 
for a birthday party, they're going to give him a million dollars to do Whoa, it. Whoa. Okay? okay. And so he's been staying at the Sunset Towers Hotel, living there for a year, and he owes $600,000. <laughs> so he's like, I got to pay off this bill. I don't care anymore. You know, and so he acknowledges and the film recognizes how over the top he is. That he has all of these like qualities that are like, really, you know, he's like, oh, he does crazy stuff in movies. And he plays that throughout the movie as himself. Like he's very overly dramatic as himself. Awesome. And then um, there becomes this whole it's an action movie. It turns into an action movie and it involves like the CIA and all this stuff. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is super funny in it. Pedro oh. Pascal matches the level of funny that Nicolas Cage is doing. Wow. Because he plays the rich guy. So the very dramatic, he's in love with Nicolas Cage. This guy is so enamored. It's his, I mean, this rich guy is like obsessed with Nicolas Cage. So it's like his dream to have him at his villa. But he is so like, Spanish dramatic, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. And he's Mando, Mandalorian. He's man, he is the Mandalorian. Yeah. So, you know, when you were uh. disappointed in him in Wonder Woman 1984 and you're like, oh no, you know, he has completely come back from that and that is just erased because Pedro Pascal <laughs> kills it in this role. Nicolas Cage, the writing of this movie is just, it's so funny. I can't even tell you. I mean... I don't even want to ruin anything by telling you the rest of the plot. I'm just telling you what's in the trailer. There is a young version of Nicolas Cage who Nicolas Cage sees, and they do a really good job with the young Nicolas Cage face. Like, he's there talking, but no one else can see him. So he is like, come on, man. He's like trying to get him to not be a loser and to get his act together and don't give up on acting. Like, the young him is like, what are you doing? So he's along for the ride, and he appears all the time. And oh, fun! And so Nicholas Cage has to, within the plot of the movie, he has to play a part. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. All right. So there's a scenario that happens. There's a kidnapping. There's like he becomes a real life, like who he would play in an action movie. He has to do it in real life. And it involves Pedro Pascal, and they're like they're like action heroes together, and so, and it's very dramatic. And oh, I, I just it's such a clever script. I just love it. I think it's one of the be- funniest things I've seen in such a long time. I laughed out loud so many times, and everybody did in the theater. The very spattering of people at, and I would see it at Alamo because Alamo is so great about before a movie starts yeah they play clips of whatever the theme of the movie is like old clips so they did a mashup of all of these nicholas cage clips from him being this ridiculous over-the-top actor so they took the worst of the worst of like con air face off like stuff that you don't even remember he was in Uh, and you're like oh so you really get a feel for like oh yeah He's been doing this kind of acting for a while. Yeah. And I just love, like, you're going to love Nicolas Cage for doing this because it's so humble of him to recognize, yeah, I've passed. But he's also shows you how great of an actor he is at the same time. I think this this movie and I think his tour, his publicity tour I've said it on this show before. I've said it on the t- talk show, too. 
I think it's been so good for him oh, because yeah. he has come across so he uh, he's endeared himself to people oh, yes. or not even a word I don't think but re-endeared because I <laughs> I did kind of think of him as a joke now Lex yeah. recently in yeah. uh, 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 had that movie that I had to watch Tokyo whatever and he was horrible and I kind of wrote him off as a joke and he used to be I used to really enjoy him he's in one of my favorite holiday movies yeah. The Family Man. But this tour that he's been on, when he was on Corden and he was on Kimmel, I find him so delightful, beyond delightful. And he hadn't done a late night interview for 14 years. Yes. And so this is like a new chance for him. You know, and that style of acting, we have to recognize that all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. he won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas for being that over the top. He was the right person for that part. Yep. The matchstick men. Um. He's super funny in Raising Arizona. Oh, God. Uh, You know, there are a bunch of different roles that, you know, in the 90s, we didn't mind it. We were like, yeah, this is great. And so then more of a subtle, like, method acting started to come back in style. And he just didn't fit in with that because he does take everything really far. And he acknowledges in the movie, like, I'm just working He's mm-hmm. like, this is my job, and I've just continued to work. Like, you know, people are kind of making fun of me and think I'm a joke, but I'm just trying to work because I appreciate all the things that come my way. And yeah. you go, oh, yeah, Aww. we're all just trying to work, aren't we? Yep. Yep. Aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would highly recommend oh, seeing this when see it's in this. theaters. And I would see it at Alamo just because of all those previews, <laughs> all of those cuts that you see. Um, I I interviewed... Um, Pedro a couple weeks ago for this oh, movie. Did you? And I thought he was so wonderful and just nice. And I, I'm looking down because I was trying to find the clip to play for you guys because he cracked me up at the very end, you know, just like our interviews. I got a I got a little time code I got a little time cue. I got the rap. It's like, sure. okay, he has to go. So we had about 30 seconds left, and I go, Pedro, I go, before you leave, I go, no big deal, nobody's watching, go ahead and just give me the entire plot of season three of The Mandalorian. And he goes, oh, okay. He goes, so what happens is the season starts, and he starts, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Oh, and he, like, and it was so, yeah. he was so, he played along, he was so nice and charming, oh, and and he said the script, he too, he's immediately... He was so drawn to the script and the brilliance of it. Yes. And so, it, you know, it has a long title. It's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The Unbearable yeah, okay. Weight, which is perfect. 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 <sighs> uh, I love, look at you going to two movies in a week. Oh, I know. Awesome. Th- watching- well, no, three. Oh, right. Oh, Don you went to three. I went to Downton Abbey on Monday. Uh-huh. Yes. The North Man on Tuesday, and this. Oh. Don, who wow. are you, Don McClain? Man, you watched movies. All About Steve. Oh, that's right. Oh, look at her face. Oh, her face changed. Lex, look at her face. It's contorting. It's contorting. Okay. Abort, abort mission. we got to go to break. Spring into a new season with a beautiful new smile. And for the best smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. 
five star. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Listen to what one review says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. Dr. Hughes and her team are wonderful. 10 out of 10. My daughter had an excellent experience getting a beautiful enhanced smile with veneers from Dr. Hughes. The entire experience was pleasant and timely from the initial consultation, regularly checking in throughout the process, and the best part, her new beautiful smile. I jumped on the Google too, and here's what one client said. Whether you're looking for a couple of veneers, a full mouth reconstruction, or even if you have sleep apnea and want to get rid of your CPAP, Dr. Hughes is who you should go and see. She can help you achieve all of your smile goals and have you feeling more confident than ever. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, Hughes-Dental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult and be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and streaming worldwide on our My Talk app. I'm Jason with Lex and Dawn. Let's get uh, caught up. With the big entertainment headlines of the day and the dirt alert with Don McLean. Okay, I know you guys love to talk about the Kardashians. Mm. Uh, so the Hulu <laughs> show, there's always stories about what is revealed on the show because it just started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and in the latest episode, it was revealed that Travis Barker went above and beyond in order to propose to Courtney Kardashian. Um, Chris revealed that um, he went to Robert Kardashian's grave, uh, who, of course, Robert Kardashian was Courtney, Kim, and Chloe's father. Mm-hmm. And uh, he died of cancer in 2003. So uh, he went there to ask if he had permission to marry Courtney and to propose to Courtney. Mm-hmm. So oh, that sweet. was, uh, I think, a really sweet gesture. Um you know, apparently he went there, he got, got down on his knee and had a bunch of, uh, oh, this is when he proposed, um, it, surrounded by an elaborate display of red roses and white candles. Oh. And, you know, you know, they've known each other for a long time. That's what yeah. I like about this is that they've been friends for a very long time. Their kids played together. It wasn't like, I just met this guy. Yeah. They had been friends, which I'm sure really makes Scott Disick angry. Because when... Your ex gets together with somebody that you were friends with, too, and Uh knew the whole time. It stings a little bit more, doesn't it? Yep. But I don't really care. (laughs) Look what he was doing, too. I I don't. Yeah, I'm not really sure that I care about what Scott Disick thinks and his feelings. Sorry, dude. He's, He's done a lot of bad stuff. He's a lizard. Person. He's moved. He's moved on to. So. He sure yeah. has. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, mm. a quiet place. If you saw the first and second one, you might think. I hmm, did. How are we going to proceed with this franchise? Because. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Things happen where you're like, all right, what's the plot going to be now? It might be. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's suspenseful. I liked both of them. Oh, you haven't seen A Quiet Place? I can't remember if I saw it or not. I don't think you have one. Okay, I haven't. Nope. Okay, hold on just a <laughs> Did second. Did something definitive happen in part two that uh, makes you uh, yeah, think there's no yeah, way? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. You would rem- I don't think you saw it. Yeah, so, I don't think so the next movie is going to be a prequel. Oh, that's what, which is really the only thing they could do, I think, to make it interesting. I don't know. They could. It's it's, you know, a sci fi type of a thriller. They could go in another direction or do a, a side project with it. But it's going to be a, a prequel. It's called A Quiet Place Day One. Oh, gosh. And it was Scary. revealed at the Paramount Cinema CinemaCon panel. Um, So it's what's interesting about it is that the first Quiet Place starts after all the events uh-huh. happen. So it's a perfect oh. place. It, it's like dropped in the middle of um, uh, an apocalyptic situation. So it's going to be easy for them to go back. The only thing I don't like about prequels is that you know what's going to happen. Yep, so it there's sort no, of takes... There's the, no peril. There's yeah. no peril because there's no... You know what's going to happen to some of the characters. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's a little weird. Um, but either way, it'll probably be good because I loved both of them. Um, John Krasinski wrote and directed them. So oh, they look so well, scary. The, the only thing, though, Dawn, is if you remember, this is a good, fresh idea, but it's a little not fresh because the beginning of part two rewound rewounded uh back a little bit oh that's right remember at the baseball game so oh, right oh from a different perspective maybe uh, maybe maybe it's a different maybe oh. it's yeah maybe, maybe it's the it's... origin of why these things are there oh yeah oh no okay um i i love how rihanna i'm sorry rihanna somebody sent me a very detailed email about how to pronounce that um, oh. Pregnant Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, they hosted a raved-themed baby shower. Yes! I love this! <laughs> this was after his arrest, and he was out on bond, so it's like, yay, I can go to the baby shower. Um, so all the VIPs were invited. Nobody was allowed that, you know, you're not getting into this, okay? Yeah. But it was basically just a fun party. Yeah, they took away phones and stuff. They yeah, could they take did. Pictures. Nobody could take pictures. Um, they, they had these t-shirt. really cute T-shirts that had um, Rihanna and Rocky on it when they were like little kids, probably eight years old, it looks like. And it says Rave Shower, and it's an 80s look. Um, and then the back of it said, I went to Re and Rocky's Rave Shower, and all I got was this amazing shirt. So their guests oh. can have that forever. Forever and ever. Yes, and she... So you know, fun. I love how all the tabloids are like, she's about to pop. And it's like everybody has a different pregnancy. Some people have a not a very big stomach and some people, you know, that starts growing like that at three months. So, yeah. Yeah. What? I don't know if she's about to pop. It depends beautiful. between first and second child. And yes. You pop right away. Well, at least people who've had two kids 
much quicker because your body's like, I get this. Okay, bam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Expand those hips. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready. Make, let's make this easier for us. Formation. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. So uh, we've got another movie coming out this weekend to not forget about, and that is the new Liam Neeson thriller, Memory. Oh. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No. No, there's a new Liam Neeson action movie? Yes. Yeah, because he's, he's like what? 95 years old, and he's going to be an action star forever, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's an assassin with severe memory loss who refuses to complete a job and instead goes after a child trafficker who hired him. Um, it uh. seems similar to that other movie he did. Yeah, well, they all kind of... Yeah. Now that he all? did that, you know... Oh, God, what's it called? What? Yeah, it was the one with the kid... Um, oh, and he's on which, the phone and he's... Yeah, yeah. Everybody parodies it. People are screaming at the radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, come on, J- Jason. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Kidnapped or Rescue um, Me or... Um, um, take it! Take it! Take it! Yes, because there's more takens. Yes. And uh, it's also interesting that uh, Guy Pierce is in this because this is a movie about memory loss, and he was in. Um, yeah, we just experienced He was that. in Memento. <laughs> Every yeah. day. He was in Christopher Nolan's Memento, where he was the cop who lost his memory every day and he had to tattoo himself I everywhere. I love that movie. It's such a good movie. <gasps> oh, so, anyway, that. um, so that's kind of interesting that he's also in this, and it's kind of half of the same plot. Yeah. Yes. They, they didn't do a very good job at thinking that hard on who to cast. No, girl, They didn't please. explore a lot of options. They're like, this no. guy's done this and this guy's done this. Yep. <laughs> but it could be good. Maybe. I'm kind of worn out on seeing movies, so you guys need to see that for me. Yeah, I know. You've seen three. You've, you're, yeah. you've done your part. And I'm going yes. to a high school play tonight. So. Oh, Lord. Have <laughs> oh, right. Wow. Well, one more movie review. She's not done. I can't wait for this. All about Steve next. Outside of talking to you two for three hours, Monday through Friday, my other favorite person to talk to is my therapist. Yeah, I know I'm good, Jason, but I don't have a psychology degree. Hey, Don, you know where you can get one. St. Mary's University of Minnesota. You can earn your Bachelor of Science in Applied Psychology. And it's fully online. Really? Yes, and you can complete it in as few as two years. It's also a degree completion program with a generous transfer policy. I've heard there is such a demand for careers in counseling and social services, school psychology and human resources. A degree in applied psychology could provide the foundational knowledge needed to start in these careers. The best part of St. Mary's is its heart. Faculty and staff get to know you and become your allies on your educational journey. That's right, Don. Go to S. M-U-M-N dot E-D-U or use my talk keyword, St. Mary's. You can reciprocate. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk and streaming live and later on our my talk app. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. It is forced movie review Friday. Uh, delayed a week because Alexis uh, took some uh, days off last week, so we didn't want to leave her out. Uh, so it was Dawn's turn and Dawn got to review uh, based on my assignment. Uh, the wonderful uh, romantic comedy with Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper. All, all about Steve. Um, please welcome Don. You know, I've actually liked 
the last three movies I think you assigned me. I know. I, I, I honestly, yeah. I liked Australia. There were a couple ones before that that I think I liked. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. remember what um, they were, but I won't watch them again. But at least I was like, I liked this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated this. Um, thank you for bringing me back to the traditional, um, like this, it was a great pick for me to hate because this is awful. I don't even like Sandra Bullock anymore. At oh all. no, that's hard to do. Um, let's see. Uh, so she plays the part of Mary and her job is that she, um, does crossword puzzles for her job for a San Francisco newspaper. Um, one of the things that I love is that, uh, her boss tells her to work less and go on a date, which I'm like, not your business. Uh, me too. Stop. Like, this is not something we would do nowadays. That was the first one. Like, um, and I also wrote down, I love it when beautiful actresses are made out to be nerds uh-huh. Yeah, because they're not nerds. They're beautiful. So they have to overact. She was so annoying in this movie to the level of like i am not a fan of cameron diaz or drew barrymore she's now in that category of annoying for me oh wow she it's so painful to watch sandra bullock play this nerdy character she has an obsession for crossword puzzles that's her job it's not even funny how annoying she is she talks constantly um she meets Bradley Cooper. She's set up on a blind date with him. He is a cameraman for a news station called CCN. (laughs) So they go around the country and they cover disasters. That's his job. He's an on the scene cameraman. Um, The only good thing about this movie is Thomas Hayden church. He's pretty funny. He plays the reporter who's really self-involved and, really is the catalyst for all the bad things that happen in the movie because he is encouraging Mary to pursue Bradley Cooper. So what happens on the first date, they get in the car and she is so attracted to him that she just attacks him. She starts making out with him. She wants to do it right there in the van while it's raining in front of her parents' house. At first he's like, yeah, great. And then he realizes as she's talking that she's a complete psycho. So um, he doesn't want to, he's like, oh my God, I just got a call. I've got to go on my job. And gosh, being on the road is tough. I'd love for you to come with me, but you can't. She takes that as an invitation to stalk him and follow him. Um, Now, not only is she, Bradley Cooper is fine. You know, he's just like there. He's a Mm -hmm. piece of eye candy. And you're like, I get it. Yeah. You're yeah. you're the hot guy of the the month right now. Um, there are a bunch of annoying side characters that are like you think that you're so annoyed by Sandra Bullock. Then you meet this <laughs> other lady who is a part of the. Anytime there's a disaster happening, like oh, some kids fell down in a sinkhole and we have to get them out, or one of them is this this baby is born with three legs and the father <laughs> and mother are fighting over. The father wants to have the leg removed and the mother doesn't. So there's like this whole courtroom decision outside and there are protesters or supporters of either side. These people follow every disaster. So she gets in with that crowd and meets them. And there is a woman that I'm like, who is that lady? I I recognize her. The actress is named Katie Nixon. And she was on a series called American Housewife, Mm. which I tried to watch, and I was annoyed with her then. And I was like, I kind of like this, but I don't, and I'm not watching it anymore. She is 
so annoying in this movie. She's doing this over-the-top character that is like just as annoying or more annoying than Sandra Bullock. Here's another thing that's annoying about Sandra Bullock playing this character. She's so not nerdy that she overdoes it with the... She's like does a weird lisp and then she does this stupid running that's very like do 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 like she's a stork or something she's wearing these red boots and she's like flaps her hands whenever she's excited to see him and jumps up and down and you're like get me out of here i cannot do this anymore please be oh, over no. soon was it um <laughs> was that the beginning <laughs> no that was in the mid- like no that's throughout like, like when she even, sees yeah. him oh my god so it ends with her falling in an abandoned mine. Oh, no. So all no. the TV cameras are there to catch this moment because these Lex. deaf children have fallen in an abandoned mine next to a carnival. Wow. They're what? running along yeah. and the teachers are there with them signing. And then all of a sudden the kids are excited to go to the carnival and then the <laughs> ground collapses and the kids fall in this abandoned mine. It looks like a sinkhole so then all the news cameras are around they're trying to they get the kids out okay okay bradley cooper and thomas hayden church i don't even remember their real character's name dr ken is also in this they're on the verge of losing their job all the time because thomas hayden church is a terrible reporter so they capture the kids coming out of the being lifted out sandra bullock sees bradley cooper and starts running towards him and doesn't look at the large hole it's the, and she falls in the hole. There's a deaf girl down there. Oh. That she, because she's so smart with the crossword puzzle, she knows everything about physics, about science. She's like an encyclopedia. Oh. So she gets this idea, we can get ourselves out of here by using this pulley, strapping ourselves to it. And then there's this mine cart, this like for coal, and we're going to fill it with rocks so we can, we can raise up out of the hole and And before she does it thomas hayden church dumps down in the hole and he wants to be the hero so he can get his job back so then she lets him take the claim for getting them out of the mine and they're released up everybody's calling her sort of a freak so bradley cooper gets on cameron goes mary's a delightful girl. So she he wraps up on TV that, you know, it's not his girlfriend, but she's just so nice and don't beat up on her because she's such a great gal. And then there's a scene, spoiler alert, <laughs> where it looks like they're going to get together, oh, which yeah. I would have preferred. Like, just get together and have it be a stupid... We're all, you know, we're going to love each other in the end. No. He goes, she's like, so you do want to be with me? And he goes, no, I don't. But you know what? I think you're a great gal. And then she's like, that's okay. I'm good with that. And walks away. Oh, my God. Then she goes on the road with the annoying girl and DJ Qualls, who's also in this movie. That's how it ends? Yeah. Not only do you not get the romantic ending that you want, she just learns. Oh, and the moral of the story is then there's a voiceover of her, of her which I love when they throw in an ending voiceover yeah. that hasn't been throughout the movie of her going, well, I guess what I learned is it's okay to be unique and be yourself. <laughs> I'm like, it's just like the end of our show. show. Oh you be yeah. you. <laughs> you be you. Oh, boy.
What a oh. great film. This was the worst. This was this was um in the top five worst that I've watched. Yep. I knew what I was doing. Lex, I, I just told talked you. solidly yeah. for ten minutes. I apologize. That was probably really annoying. No, that was no, that was fan. And it was all out of order because I just kept writing like, oh, what I hated. And there's this and this. No, this is fantastic. It's so bad. Oh, I'm glad well, I never saw this. Well, here's what's going to happen when I'm we come back. I'm not going to watch anything else either. So time to go. Nope. No, sorry, nope. I have something to assign you, and it has subtitles. <laughs> oh yes, sister. <laughs> what? Don! When we come back, Alexis feels the wrath of Don McLean. <laughs> How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was Wrong one. I meant to press this one. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis. Oh. In the morning, on my talk and streaming worldwide under my talk app. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. Hey, uh, before we give Alexis horrible news, Mm -hmm. uh, programming note, I can't, speaking of Alexis, I can't wait Monday, and maybe if Dawn stops going to movies, she'll watch our show, Lex. Um, What? What? Heartstopper. Alexis finished Heartstopper. So Monday, uh, yeah, how did Alexis like the ending? Uh, I can't wait. Is this I don't HBO want money to be here. No, it's oh. Netflix, Netflix, my love. Netflix, okay, good, because I remember I was cut off from HBO yep. Max. No, but In hopefully. In the middle of the Gilded Age. Dawn, you should at the very least mm. try to watch at least one episode. Oh, sure. Because I, I just know sure. you will love this. No, and, I've heard so many great things about it. And then it. I want to yeah. see Alexis's face and then the and then what Alexis thought of the last half of the Okay, the last yeah, half yeah, of the yeah. episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. Anyway. Well, you know what? She might be able to talk about it here because I don't have a lot to play since this is a foreign film. Oh, okay. Well, oh. well let's uh, let's give her the assignment. What, uh, what is sure. Alexis okay. going to watch? Well, first of all, thank you to Christine who emailed in about Sandra Bullock. She actually won the Razzie for Worst Actress that year for this movie, and she showed up at the Razzies to pick okay. up her award. So. <laughs> that redeems her, her a little, right, Tom? Props to her, but I, we're you right. She is awful. <laughs> okay, so your assignment, uh, let's just ask, have a poll between the three of us. Are we sick of winter? Yes. yes. Do we hate snow right now? Yes. Do we hate zombies? Yes. yes. You are watching Dead Snow. <gasps> Which is one of my favorite. I forgot about this movie. Okay, so Dead Snow is set in Norway, and it's a Norwegian film. And it's about these medical students who um, go to a cabin in the middle of the snowy mountains of Norway. Of course. Okay? And it's way out there. Like, there is nobody around forever and ever and ever. So they're isolated. They get to their cabin, and there's this creepy guy in here. I will play a little of the trailer in Norwegian. <laughs> I understood all of that. You did. Okay. Um, and our Norwegian friends out there might have as well. What he was saying is uh, it's apparent that you uh, stupid little spoiled brats haven't researched the area that you're going to be staying in very well. It also involves, I'll just say, World War II. What? Right, because apparently Norway, didn't ever think about this, had had attacks 
in World War Two. So, um, you know, there were enemies there and there were a lot of casualties. Mm-hmm. So they find something in the trailer that they're very excited about. It's like a box. Okay. And it has something in it that they are like, oh, my gosh, look at what we have uncovered. But they uncover more than just what's in the box because that unleashes something. They're always separated, running around in the snow. It's like, don't go out there. Like, some of them are out there by themselves. They have, like, snowmobiles. But, you know, those are going to fail. Oh, of course. Yeah, they run out of gas. Oh, yeah. So this is super scary. Um, I would, because I was going to ask... Because, you know, the last movie that you gave Alexis, the yeah. Something Wicked This Something Way Comes, wi- yeah. it wasn't, It wasn't. and you even said this, it wasn't traditionally scary per se. Is this one traditionally scary that she'll need a couple granny panties? She will need three granny panties oh. because it won a lot of awards and it was in the whole horror movie circuit of indie films in 2009. This was the big movie to watch. It was like, you know, the all the Scream Fests and all those international film festivals for horror around the world. This was the movie to talk about Ooh, in 2009. Max. So what's in the box? So you have to read subtitles. You're going to be scared and you're going to have to rewind it because you're not going to catch what it is. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be I'll a be nightmare for you. I'll be watching through my granny squared. Now, <laughs> there's a sequel. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a sequel that you can watch on Tubby that got even more reviews than this. But unfortunately, you're going to have to pay three ninety nine dollars okay. and get it on Amazon. <laughs> because apparently... None of the streaming services pick this up, but it's not because it isn't good. The old, the other good thing, oh. the one good thing is that it's 91 minutes. Oh, okay, oh. okay. Okay, so that in screenwriting, my teachers always said, do not write anything over 90 minutes. That's the Because people number. don't want to see it. Unless it's, if it's one minute over, you better prove it. Well, And nobody see, follows Lex. that rule, but they d- have, so. 90 minutes, Lex. Okay. <sighs> Dead snow. Bye. That's no okay. Oh, this is a good is one. Is it supernatural at all, or is it just humans being terrible? Uh, yeah, you'll have to find out for yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of and, moments where you're like, please don't go off by yourself. <laughs> and they do, right? <laughs> no, please don't go try to rescue that person. Just let them go. Uh, hey, yeah. and it has Dawn's right. It it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Even, Even part two. Dead snow. Yeah, Dead Snow Two is. You'll want to watch that. Or maybe I'll assign it to you. <laughs> yeah, Dead Snow 2 has even better reviews. Yeah. Really? But I yeah, didn't want to give you that one first. No. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, there's some right. good... The poster's horrifying. Well, oh, yeah, I, I just saw the poster. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be good. See, <laughs> we're finally... We're Ooh. done with the niceties. I love that we... You know, for a couple <laughs> weeks, we're all like... Oh, Let's we're be nice gonna, to each other. You can watch a movie you kind of maybe will like. Uh-uh. We're done with that. We're back to actually looking at the reviews. What are you looking no, at? No, I'm just looking at the poster. I'm listening. Oh no, no, no! I'm just. I love your face. She's your just, your, your brows. That's her face. Are... Just looking at. The poster. I know. Uh... <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Now let me ask you, Lex, in preparation for next week, yeah. do you have an action movie in mind for me already? I have a list. But I'm okay. always open to suggestions, my talkers. If you think there's an action film that Jason needs to see that's terrible, 
Terrible. Tweet me, email me, Instagram, whatever. Let me know. Yeah, think. Um, but I think, do have a list. So, yeah, I, there's always a couple floating this, around. Will it be worse than Gator with Burt Reynolds? That's all. <laughs> oh, God. Still, That's right. Yeah. That's so bad. So very bad. <laughs> That's going to do it for us uh, this week. Today, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Happy Friday. Woo, woo, woo. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. We love you so much. Don and Steve up next. Maybe they'll figure out this turkey thing, too. Yeah. frozen turkey. Okay. Who was it? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Love you for now. See you later.